And we're live. Hi and welcome everyone. Thank you so much for taking the time to joining us and tuning in here today for the second session of the series of in total three sessions, the collective ref marketing automation series that we are co-hosting together with our friends from UserGuest. My name is Leah Jordan. I'm the co-founder at Tech Talk Travel and I'm super excited to hosting the session and also to introduce to you the three experts joining me today to discuss how to apply the concept of RMA, Ref Marketing Automation, to hotel websites. And I'll start with, as they're coming into our picture, with Eva Kaminski. Hi, Eva. Hi, Leah. Hi, for having me here. Yeah, well, it's amazing to have you all the way from Berlin as well. I mean, just for me next door, but for everyone else, um, right. we don't um, so thank you so much for joining. Um, Eva is the regional revenue manager at Meininger Hotels. It's a hotel and hostels group um, with currently 35, 34 properties, right? Uh, yeah, 33 open and 34 coming in February in Venice. Oh, that's a pipeline. Quite. Yes, it is. <laughs> it's quite a pipeline, yeah. And not only a lot of openings coming up, um, very particular about this group, and that's why we are especially excited to have you sharing your expertise, is that it's a hybrid concept, right? You're not right. yielding rooms, you're yielding, yielding actually beds, which makes it, makes it a bit more complex, as if we would not have enough complexity yet in our uh, field. So I'm excited to have your views there. And learn from you. Um, at Miningar, you are responsible not only for coaching and supporting the cluster revenue manager teams, which is very interesting in terms of also introducing new concepts, technology, and looking at change management, right? Oh, absolutely, yes. <laughs> yeah. So we will we will discuss this probably this session. And um, overall, you're just passionate about optimizing pricing and profits and improving the internal and cross-departmental processes, which is key to what we're discussing today. So thank you again for being yeah. with us. I'm looking forward for the, to the discussion. Wonderful. And everyone in the audience, please make sure to say hi in the comment section as well. If you're from Berlin, give us a shout out and say hi to Eva. Um, if you're from wherever in the world, let us know. It's super exciting to see from wherever you're tuning in. And also add your questions and views. That's just lovely to see um, who's tuning in and taking actively part in the session. Then we have all the way from the UK joining us today for the second time. It's Eric Munoz. Eric? Hello. Good morning. Hi, Eva. Hi, I'm Eric. Good to see you. Nice to see you too. Yes, it's it's wonderful. And you are actually causing the sessions, right? Because you are representing user guests. You are the chief revenue officer and you're very passionate about driving the concept of RMA in the hospitality industry. Um, so thank you for joining again and shedding some light on this and the opportunities connected with the concept. Um, for everyone in the audience who's not knowing Eric yet, um, he's not a stranger in the hotel tech space of our industry. Um, you might have met him before in his former roles at SiteMinder, Vertical Booking, Price Match, and most recently Libra Tech. Well, now he's all for RMA and optimizing um, on website opt um, performances for hotels and increasing profits um, at UserGuest. So thank you for joining. Thank you. Pleasure to be here. Then we have all the way, I hope it's right, today from Lipsia, we have Tobias Köhler. Hi, everybody. Hi, Tobias. Correct. Are you in Lipsia today? Correct. Yeah. Wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for joining. And uh, Tobias is uh, Chief Commercial Officer at Big Mama Hotels. It's a hotel group based out of Berlin. Very uh, ambitious and um, on a mission to grow. Currently, I think it's three properties, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes, you have in Berlin, Lipcia, and Dortmund, right? That is right, yeah. <laughs> yes, and for everyone in the audience, Tobias is a hotelier with over 13 years experience in various various marketing and IT roles, and currently, as I said, Chief Commercial Officer at Big Mama Hotels. Um, and he also serves as Executive Committee Member for Technology at our partner, HSMA Germany. So he's also representing various opinions there, um, he has been part of the revenue management um, expert circle as well, distribution for many years, marketing anyways. So, um, well, it will be a mix of his personal opinions, but hopefully also sharing some concerns and hopes and experiences from the bigger group there. So thank you, the three of you, for joining me. I'm super Leo, excited. I forgot that Tobias is also qualified as a LinkedIn meme master. <laughs> yeah. right. Actually, we have. I mean, it's a, it's a pity it's virtual, right? Because we should have like a kind of an award. Because I yes. don't know, every one of you has seen it. He's, all, he's already won the trophy this year already. Absolutely. 
well, we at the Tech Talk Travel team, we celebrated that yesterday. It was just making our Monday uh, so fun. Um, so everyone check out Tobias' profile so you can take a look. He's a, a meme creator um, on top of all the other skills. That was the first meme. <laughs> Happy oh, <laughs> Well, you nailed it. it. <laughs> you might want to consider an additional career there. So maybe a freelance option to... Um, I'll think about it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I take it. Like I, I have some requests there to create some memes. Well, not talking about memes today, today, but talking about how to apply RMA to hotel websites. But I was thinking as we hosted the first session a few weeks ago, right, where we had Amanda Du from Penta Hotels and Daniel Fry from H Hotels joining... Um, where we basically just explored the concept. We, we tried to understand what it's about, why it emerged at all, and what the opportunities are in bridging the gap between revenue ma management and marketing. I think it's a good idea, Eric, if you just quickly give us um, a definition once again, what is RMA and why is it so important for our industry? Yeah, so it's literally in the acronym, but let me give some detail behind the acronym. So revenue management, we understand marketing we understand, automation we understand, but when we automate revenue marketing together, we're calling it RMA. Now, what does that mean in a practical sense? Well, let me speak to the revenue managers there or anybody who has a revenue management background or responsibility. Commercial responsibility is covering revenue and marketing, but you can have the best revenue strategy yeah, from your uh, market intelligence product, from your RMS, from your fantastic spreadsheet, like where, wherever you are getting the insight to create your strategy, but it's missing on your hotel website. And that's what RMA is about. RMA is essentially getting the, as many guests who visit your website to not just stick around and look at your slow motion drone videos, which are beautiful, by the way. I'm a big fan, especially the more slow motion, the better. I really need to slowly hover over the top of your resort. But that's great. But if the guest doesn't book and just gets distracted because of the hypnotic drones, right, that's, it's a failure, right? So RMA is about um, intelligently, appropriately, giving the guest the right kind of influential benefit or message so they book. So yes, Here's our pictures, here's our description. But by the way, you're from New Zealand. Look at this offer in eight weeks' time. Or someone from Germany is also visiting your property in Berlin. Oh, here's something for Oktoberfest, a special Oktoberfest deal. Now, how does the system know this? It's by, it's by using data. So it's, it's when I say intelligently influencing, it's a combination of your own creativity and data. All right. That I mean, that's it's a complex explanation, but I understood it personally. I hope the rest in the audience as well. And as always, when we talk about these concepts, it sounds very um, promising and also easy, right? Because it just it seems like okay, cool. That's a nice concept. Let's put it into practice, and then we're mm -hmm. just better off. Um, so, well, what is always super interesting to hear, and I think there's a huge potential in understanding more about the, also the ecosystem this is taking place in. Eva, if you look at just your daily role, like in your teams, how does it look like at Miningen when revenue management and marketing work together? Because as Eric said, there's um, data from both departments that should be merged and leveraged to basically achieve a better objective. How is the collaboration working nowadays in your teams and what do you see as opportunities there? Yeah, I do agree um, that data is, uh, well, it's the basis of the revenue management in the end and but also super important for marketing uh, we do have separate departments so we have our revenue team and we have our marketing team including online marketing uh, who take care of the IBE of the website and all the direct bookings and uh, yeah how do we how do we do it best we have a lot of meetings uh, of course we have our um, yeah, disagreements at some point because a revenue is focused on the rate, on the rate development, marketing is focused on the conversion, on the clicks, on promotions. So of course, by revenue, every promotion means money loss. So it's a bit uh, yeah, of a struggle sometimes. But I think, yeah, the meetings are really important, the communication and having the same goal in the end. So working towards the same goal, setting strategies, um, defining the need periods, this is like the focus. 
Right. And to be as, I mean, you're looking at um, smaller properties, but probably also a total different target group and a different product as well. So how does it look like at Big Mama Hotels? How do you work together in, with this, these two departments? Well, it might sound a bit schizophrenic because I'm uh, running both <laughs> and yeah. I have discussions <laughs> with myself. So <laughs> um, sometimes I just ask the other guys and girls to to join me and <laughs> just sit there so I don't feel alone <laughs> and stupid. <laughs> no, just kidding. No, but um, yeah, it's it's the almost the same struggle that uh, that you have to to fight um, in this case. Uh, for myself or um, in discussions with the team uh, in general where we set the goals you know um, and especially if you if you know where you're heading towards and if you know your need periods you can decide okay this is a good time to go for promotions because we we need traffic first of all to in our case to um, yeah engage people to to visit our website in the first place because to be honest, um, out of our bubble in here, nobody really knows Big Mama Hotel. So um, a goal is uh, definitely to to uh, yeah get people to the website in the first hand. And um, Eric, we can discuss uh, videos on websites on another day, <laughs> but I'm not a fan. <laughs> but, um, it depends on the property. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then, um, of course, uh, the conversion part. And actually, what what I see is um, the website is a source of information. But then uh, the most important part for me is it's it should convert into bookings. And um, yeah, there's um, different um, yeah challenges to 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 know because um, also for us, and I can speak also for the other smaller hotels chains through my experience with the HSMA, um, it is not always easy to know how much to spend for a website and how much to invest, uh, because um, actually it's rarely the case that people know what those different channels actually cost. Yes, they know what an OTA in commission asks for, but uh, do they know what they actually spend on a monthly basis for their website? Uh, I don't know, including hosting, including marketing personnel, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. Um, this is, um, speaking about data, one of the factors that are currently missing and um, or in, in most cases missing. I don't know if uh, maybe you, you have some more insights and you, you know how much a booking on your website costs you. Yeah, it's the same issue. It's... Um... Of course, we are trying to extract as much data um, as possible, but this was always a struggle that we had. Um, like I mentioned, promotions, of course, decrease already the rate again. We already have the best rate um, guarantee on our website, so it's already a discounted rate. And uh, I agree absolutely. We have to, um, yeah, we have to get the, the right guest in the end on our website who actually wants the book with us. So through the right channel to find. Yeah, the, the needs, like Eric mentioned, um, really find, okay, where, where does the guest come from? Is it the country or is it the source? Is it social media? And mm -hmm. then really target the, yeah, the guest to, to actually convert those bookings to make it more profitable in the end for us, but also more easy for the guest. Exactly, yeah. And what would we... Um trying to build now um, because we, we just went through a whole new uh, brand um, identity relaunch and uh, yeah, rebuilt the website and we're trying to um, position ourselves better to make clear who what we stand for and who we actually are. That was for us the first step of many. Now um, others have to follow because um, on the one hand, yes, brand is at least from my perspective, very important to, to know who you are and that you can be sure you, you know who you want to actually address. Because if you just go out and uh, spread the word, yeah, we have, the, we have the best hotel for everybody. Not really working, I think. Um, and if you know how to address those people better, let's just assume you, you also have Google ads running and you're targeting families. Um, Maybe you then also want to apply or um, appeal to them as a family-friendly hotel on the website they are landing on. So uh, have a, uh, uh, a landing page ready for, for the guests to, to identify themselves with, to, um, to know that, um, yeah, our beds are um, to have some, I don't know, something where kids can't fall out or mm -hmm. <laughs> um, things like that to make it easier for them to convert and um, to just... To, to make the booking. Yeah. 
Yeah, right. I mean, that's 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 aspect that has been discussed for many years, right? So how to to offer the best product to the right customer profile. Um, Eric, if I understood this whole concept of RMA correctly, it's it's mainly also about like really inventory management in terms of offering the right time on the website. So it's really about real time re reactivity, like automation, yeah. basically, right? Yeah. So this conversation hold held offline in teams and then translated into strategies. What the technology offers here is basically a real-time automation of this whole idea, right? Yeah, exactly. So as the hotel occupancy goes up and down, or as the forecast changes, that will automatically trigger certain types of notifications or certain types of messages. And, and what we're really talking about is personalization. So the ability to provide a personalized message, which is, let's say, the front end, but behind this message is the revenue strategy, is the marketing strategy. And what do I mean by that? Well, the revenue strategy might be around particular dates or days of the week. Let's do a simple example. In many hotels around the world, Sunday, Monday tend to be quiet, more quiet than the other days of the week. That's a pretty common pattern in a lot of properties. So the system can look to optimize Sunday, Monday nights as much as possible as a ongoing strategy. But also the hotel could say, look, we have high... When, when, it's, when we reach, let's say, 82%, that's, that's the bar, 82%, um, let's say, seven days in advance and beyond. If we ever have the situation, that's, that's a high, very high demand. So trigger the high demand messages. So in other words, all of these revenue strategy rules can be created. And it's like set and forget. As the occupancy goes up and down, or, or for example, you, you have a group that's cancelled, right? A group has cancelled, so occupancy has dropped. You can simply give the dates to the system to say these three days, uh, October 1, 2, 3, we, we need more business. And the system will look at everybody who visits the website, so the Spanish, the Germans, the Swiss, the UK, all have different booking personas or booking behaviour. And it's the most logical thing, right? It's a seven-day advance booking for locals probably, or three weeks if they are traveling from Singapore. And, but, but that data will change and vary based on each hotel. So we're taking the, the website information, the booking engine conversion data, um, market intelligence, for example, HQ revenue, have the market intelligence across all of the, the city where your hotels are. So we have pricing data, event data from, from partners like HQ revenue or whatever PMS you're using, and in fact, any website that you have. Is this, you're not, you, you don't have to have a certain booking engine or a certain PMS in order for this to work. Uh, that's the beauty. Typically with, let's say, even a revenue management system, it's a very serious integration, data validation step, which is important. But with RMA, because we're dealing primarily on the website, it's 15 minutes cut and paste with um, JavaScript on the website and the same thing on the booking engine. All right. So it's so it's basically or, orientating also on the data you collect on the website, on the perform, like how a user is moving on a website, right? So intent data, et cetera. Yes, but exactly. To be as an it's interesting to me because, I mean, we, we talk so much about digital marketing nowadays, but still there is also like a whole um, part of offline marketing to the whole game, right? So what's your thoughts on that, Tobias, if you look at that? Would you rely entirely on the on the website intent data that you get about your users? Or how would you ideally picture averaging well, this? If, if you're talking about offline uh, marketing, uh, I assume you, you don't mean print or something like that, or out-of-home <laughs> advertisement. No, uh, not necessarily. <laughs> <laughs> but your, your, your marketing teams, they're probably all yourself. Uh, in, in your case, it's you and yourself collecting also data that you have on property about your customers, right? right. So that's, that's the beauty, basically, revenue and marketing coming together, right? The marketing having the knowledge about the customer sourced from so many sources, not only the website, but also their behavior on property. And then you have the revenue managers with the internal demand yeah. data and forecast data. I'm just Absolutely. wondering how to bring this together. 
Yeah, that's the, the interesting part. Um, I can only uh, recommend to speak to your guests, not only ask them in a survey after your stay, but actually walk uh, to them, ask them while they have breakfast or something, if they have another two minutes. And most of them are really happy to talk about anything. And some of them don't stop talking. But uh, anyways, um, they uh, it's always a good resource of know-how and um, to, to get some ideas, uh, especially when it's, it's about um yeah um, cancellation periods um nowadays in um it is so much more important to have a um, flexible booking period available or um yeah a refundable uh, rate uh, online rather than uh, the best rate the cheapest rate um people at um yeah or at least our guests who i speak to um they appreciate if they can be flexible and if they can just call us and tell us hey sorry um we got sick or whatnot and um yeah it's it's much better for them and that on the other hand helps me then to to communicate the usps uh, for booking on our website for example what we do is um we offer um, a, um yeah six o'clock um same day or right on arrival day uh, cancellation uh, rather than if you book on an OTA it's uh, 24 hours before the arrival um, and those are the things we can easily communicate and if I know for example Germans or Swiss people um, really uh, love this feature then I would just say okay always communicate this um, for people looking at our website coming from from Switzerland. Right. Yeah. Eva, how does it look with, look with your teams? How how much are you already including the marketing data already nowadays that's sourced from the website, for example? Is, is there much of this data you're leveraging today already? Uh, yeah, we're using a lot of this data, especially uh, marketing guides us through in our meetings uh, on the conversions, on the clicks, for example, the heat maps, how the guests are behaving on, on the website, what they're looking at. Um, regarding the offline part, I just wanted to, to add one thing. Our main guest uh, segment is uh, groups in the offline part. So we have uh, our sales team who is uh, very interactive with the, with the um, group uh, business. Mm -hmm. So we have the, the main focus, of course, is from the group sales department who are um, yeah, communicating with, with the groups and we have a lot of returning guests there. Um, but yeah, we also have those uh, very similar conditions as, as Tobias mentioned on our IBE. It is the best price. It is better cancellation conditions. And yeah, it's the direct contact as well, right? It's it's always easier and better when, when the guest books directly with us. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, another point maybe that I uh, should mention is that we have really a lot of different uh, guest types because of the multi-bedded rooms. So as I mentioned, we have the group business, but we also have families. And what Tobias mentioned before with the different land pages on the IBE, this is also something that I think it's very important to, to see at one glance. Okay, families, I can be directed here. Groups, I can be directed there. Um, if I'm coming for business, I can also choose another um, landing page. So we can focus really the guests already on the website and then guide them nicely to the booking engine hopefully where they can yeah stay with us right so personalization comes into play here as well already today right yes. yeah so um the theme of this session today right eric is how to apply it to the whole hotel website so now yeah. now as long as i listen to to be as an if it's still it's still separate processes in a way right and that you you transport to how you program maybe your IBE or what you offer or what you actually put on the landing page, but it's not in real time. So how would it look like to put the concept of RMA to a website today? Yeah, so I think um, something to highlight here, there's, there's, there's a couple of things to highlight. One is that RMA is not about dropping your price, discounting your price from what's already in the booking engine. That's not the situation at all. Um, you know what it's like? I've never been to Turkey, but people tell me in Turkey or Morocco, you have restaurants like in, in these certain districts where the, all the restaurants are. And if you're a tourist walking down the street, the people are coming, come this way, come this way, best pizza, this way, this way, um, shawarma or whatever, right? In a nice way, right? They're encouraging you to come here to this restaurant. That's what RMA is doing. The little notification is not taking you to a restaurant, but taking you to the booking engine. 
right? And it's taking you to the booking engine in a way that shows you what prices are already there. Because you've got your prices, your packages, your promotions, your value proposition is already clearly defined in your booking engine, but no one can see it unless they click book. So RMA mm. connects PMS. It can connect your RMS if, if that's an option. It connects your market intelligence. You can call that a rate shopper, for example. It can connect these systems together so that when the little notification comes up to the guest, it actually appears very personalized. Firstly, it reinforces your benefits over booking on the OTA. Uh, 6 p.m. cancellation, like Tobias just said, which they know because they've probably been on the OTA before coming to your website. They know that's, that's better. That's a lot more flexible. And then whatever your standard benefits are, you're, you're making them visible to the guest and bringing in your uh, revenue side of it. You also can show where there, are may, there may be particular promotions already set up for specific dates. So if we show the benefits and they're on these particular dates that match the guests, let's say booking window, all of a sudden they're like, oh, this is good. That's, that's actually when we're thinking of booking. They, they think it's, it's like that when you have personalized interactions and, and we all um, have heard, if not experienced, that situation on Amazon or whatever online retail platform you might be using where people who bought this also bought this, right? You're like, oh, that might, that, that, that might be interesting. On, on, on a larger scale, that kind of personalization and the ability to influence based on data actually works, right? As opposed to having nothing in place and just hoping they hope they click, I hope they click, right? Or, or walking down the street in the restaurant with nobody there to suggest which restaurant's better and you just looking at the restaurant, just like people look at the hotel website and, and never book. It's the same, the same concept, right? Does that, does that make sense? Absolutely. And I can imagine, um, or at least the, the thoughts that I had when I heard this the first time, yeah, that's nothing new because um, uh, <laughs> uh, booking and other OTAs do this like all the time. Yeah, those nudges uh, are sometimes even annoying, um, but um, we all know that, um, yes, they do this um, kind of automated and not with um, uh, the revenue uh, mind in the back. Um, mm. So uh, what maybe helps to understand this better or um, the, the, the whole concept, which I like about it, is that you also consider um, the yeah, the automation part about it. Because at least from my perspective, I don't have the time to uh, crunch all this data. Um, I love it. I like to look at statistics and everything, but it's such a time consumption um, that that I can spend better or uh, where, I, where I can, um, where, for example, with our RMS, uh, we also rely um, strongly on automation there. And um, if this is automated as well, I, I just have to put in uh, the messages and the, the let's say the uh, the borders or the, the um, yeah, how did you call it, Eric? The, the benefits. The, the benefits or the, the rules whenever this is to be shown oh, yeah. um, and the system itself looks for those need and um, need periods or peak periods. Mm -hmm. um, that's a that's a big um, yeah help to to free time um, because um, and I can also speak for other hoteliers uh, time restrictions or restraints um, are uh, one of the biggest problem where you have to prioritize and of course i would like to play around more with instagram and TikTok and whatnot but um does it really create revenue yes maybe um at some point but um i'd rather look into um my uh, rms data at the moment and look for um the data who's actually booking and which channel they come from and um, maybe how to address them better and um, yeah, if if this is being taken from me uh, to um, where I can just, just rely on, that's that's nice. And I can um, see a lot of benefits, not only for the website, but also for, um, yeah, also for the reservation team, for example. I can, mm -hmm. uh, if you think this forward, um, the website should, of course, be one step, but uh, look at how many people still write emails or call and those things should be analyzed as well. And the, the reservation um, staff should then be also reminded to, hey, 
uh, of course, they ask for the weekend, but maybe you want to offer a Sunday as well um, or Sunday to Monday because, you know, they're a family with a young born child. Maybe they're uh, on parental leave anyways, and they don't care um, whenever they have to stay. So uh, try that. Exactly. Right. Yes. So you're highlighting again this automation aspect of it, right? I mean, that's that's something any hotel you probably is keen at the moment to look at and then to yeah implement in the easiest way at the moment currently also looking at the labor scarcity in teams or just not being willing to waste talent mm -hmm. on like, like mundane tasks right mm -hmm. so if I, if i look at your complex business right i can imagine like you you're mainly having groups and you have these complex room structures and you probably have also a very diverse um like persona group that is visiting mininger um but you still have all the revenue manager teams and probably also a big reservation teams i guess because mm -hmm. groups probably don't only prefer the digital channel or what's your take on automation there and how how much did you already automate within your operations yeah. there? Uh, we do we do have uh, a lot of uh, reservation uh, agents and group sales uh, separately as well uh, that handle all the group requests we are not technically there yet where we would like to be, but we're constantly working on it. So we are also um, now working on an improved IBE 2.0. <laughs> And um, yeah, our goal is also to, to make it easier to book online, for example, groups. We're just booking groups offline currently. Um, yeah, this is, uh, this is a, definitely a challenge regarding the technical part, because as you mentioned, it's a very complex and and yeah not so easy to to implement process because everything is customized or most of the tools and softwares that we're using are customized because of this complexity we are selling the same room as either a whole room or as a bed so it can be really tricky to to um, sell it to the best guests possible and uh, due to this customization of the tools it's difficult to to connect external software um, providers as well because um, it sounds easy usually when we talk with external providers we say okay let's do it and then the technical part comes and then it turns out well maybe in two months maybe in six months maybe in one year we are there <laughs> where we want to be so <laughs> right. in the end um, yeah I mean Eric you said it's it's basically plug and play with your um, with yeah. your software And we yeah, would have yeah. to take, for example, from the technical part, because this is something that we always struggle with. Mm. Yeah. yeah, but definitely regarding automation, this is the, the, direct, uh, the correct step forward. Um, definitely, I agree with Tobias as well. It's such a time saver when I think of the meetings with, with sales, with group sales, with marketing, what are our need periods? But then during this need period, you have a high fare, high demanded fare, which you would like to exclude, but technically you're not able yet because you don't have the tools yet. And um, with an automation, of course, you can just easily run through the data, see where are the need periods, which dates you can push, um, where you can set some promotions, um, but also which data you can exclude because you know you're going to be full, you're going to have a great rate, and you don't need to, yeah, to focus on these periods that much. Mm. Eric, what's your take on that, on the, on the integration part? Or the yes, what's really, what's really interesting is... Um, When we have a conversation with a revenue manager, the, the feedback is fantastic. This is great. And then we have a conversation, another conversation, but it's with an e-commerce. It's fantastic. This is great. But they are responding positively for different reasons, right? It's only when we have a conversation with everyone together where it's like, wow, this is great. Okay, so now... If we do this, then we can tell you just to do that. Or, like, I'll give you one example where we had both uh, revenue and e-commerce in the same uh, meeting conversation where we was talking about, oh, we can just create a particular, let's say, notification or strategy. Right? And, and then the comment was, yeah, yeah, just, just create it like this, click. And the, the revenue person was like, well, hang on, that, that, we'll create the strategy. Yeah, this is uh, exactly what we'll, the benefits will be. This is uh, the link to the promo code, etc. But the words to describe that offer, that's marketing. And there was a conversation about, oh, yeah, that, that makes sense. We can create it, uh, make it disabled. And then uh, marketing or e-commerce can actually do the, um, what do you call it, the message 
in whichever languages because the system uh, is multilingual. But it was fascinating for me because I just in in my in my presentation I I click and I create the notification with all different types of parameters. But in a okay in a small hotel, it's one person doing everything. Simple. They must do everything, right? There's nobody else. In a bigger group, there are teams with different responsibilities, and we're talking about the the delineation or the line in the sand. If we have a strategy, who creates it? Well, it could be two different teams that are involved. Where in a small property, it's one person creating everything. You know, how do I describe this promotion? What's the right words to use? That's not necessarily something a revenue manager would be wanting to do. You know, you, you see what I'm saying. There, there's a when we have talked about automation with RMA, it does need the create creativity words from the uh, e-commerce or marketing team and the strategy, the the numbers, the the data strategy uh, from the revenue side. Yeah, actually, like if I listen to that, I think you you you're actually resonating well with what uh, Tobias raised before. Is the challenge between um, defining if I invest now into the brand work or if I focus entirely on just boosting revenue, which if you really simplify it for outsiders of the industry, it's probably like the revenue team is really responsible of increasing profits and just selling the best rates to the best customers. But the market team also has a long-term objective, right? In like nurturing the ideal mm -hmm. consumer group for the brand mm -hmm. to have like a longevity also in the brand awareness. I, I assume to be as that's what you mentioned before as your daily challenge on probably the fights you're having with yourself so <laughs> <laughs> internal meetings about commercial strategy. How can I fix that? Absolutely. No, uh, that's that's actually really the point. And um, yeah, maybe that sounds too too bad that I'm only talking with myself. No, we're we're a team and we're actually talking with each other. But um, yeah, this is uh, in a nutshell. Um, how it works and what I what I find interesting also with uh, talking to other hoteliers um, who who think forward in a way but sometimes um, they're really hesitant to uh, give themselves to automation <laughs> so um, this is something maybe we we can um, yeah let go as an industry or as hoteliers at some point because yes we we think we have the Uh, we are the most intelligent persons and uh, nobody knows our guests and our uh, revenue stream better than we do. But um, to be realistic, you cannot analyze this whole data uh, that you have on your hands. Um, you need to rely at some point on technology to, to get the most out of it. And one example is um, uh, one of our colleagues, uh, she, she recently mentioned, yeah, we don't have a revenue management system. And... Um, Because, yeah, I want to keep some kind of control. I'm, I'm giving everything to, to automation, but, um, yeah, I can't let go. And, um, yeah, I, I think she's not alone. And um, also from, from another example, um, uh, one hotelier thought, um, no, I don't need a revenue management system because I have the best revenue, yeah, revenue management system in my head. And, um, yeah, examples like that might work, of course. But I think um, for the long run, um, you're, you're better on the way um, with automation. And um, if we think this forward in a way, I think, I think it's a good start to, to have this um, combined with marketing and uh, revenue management on the website. But yeah, um, you can think this further in also then integrating the revenue management systems and, for example, letting the automation um, close channels, for example, if you know how much um, the website channel costs you and maybe let's assume it's cheaper than um, the OTAs, um, then the system will close them automatically for you at some point because they know they know the traffic, they know the times, they know the periods, um, and they know it will work at some point that you don't need to rely on that. Or if you, you know... Um, hey, our channel manager or maybe the, the booking engine, they charge by booking. At some point, you can say, okay, I'll close that and only show the telephone number because it's cheaper for me to, <laughs> to get those bookings via telephone. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, depends on the hotel and setup. But um, I think that's, that's the way we, um, or I wish um, people are working towards. Hmm. 
Well, Eva, in your role, because you're coaching the teams, right? So whenever mm -hmm. probably you are changing something or you're introducing something new, or when I understood correctly, whenever I listened also to Steffi Breitsprecher um, from the revenue team, it seems like I'm talking to kind of product managers yourselves because you are developing your own solutions. And then the way you can get very technical discussing with you because you're so in the, yeah, in, in the rabbit hole, basically, of optimizing your processes, right? And translating mm -hmm. that into systems. But... How is it for you in terms of change process? Is is this also reflecting in your teams? What Tobias just said, is there some hesitance within your teams giving up some daily tasks or routines to the systems? It depends really on uh, what kind of uh, tasks we're talking about. Um, our team is quite looking forward to automation and um, getting rid of manual boring tasks that can be automated really to focus more on the strategies and on yeah, on, on really getting the best profit, as you mentioned, and the best rate possible. And um, we do have a lot of, as well, customized pricing tool. We, we built it ourselves uh, a, a, years, a few years back. But in the end, we're also now looking for a um, revenue management system because in the end, uh, we are growing. We need to be scalable. We need to, yeah, we, we cannot grow the team endlessly like we grow the hotels at some point. We, we really want to give the... All, easy tasks, supporting tasks to an automation system that will help us, um, yeah, be better at what we're doing. And um, I think what Tobias mentioned as well, it's some revenue managers are holding on to this um, knowledge and they don't want to automize. I think it's also important to find the right tool for you. There's so many on the market now that fits, uh, that fits you, that fits your company, that you also understand and you can trust and work with. And we are, yeah, like I mentioned, we are going through this process currently. We have um, our set goals. We know what we want. We have defined them. I think this is also very important to know what you want, what you need for your company. And then you can go out and search for this tool that will help you in the end. And yeah. as long as you understand, as long as you know how to set the strategies, because that's also one important point, the tool will not solve everything for you. It's not, you put it into the system and... I kind of disagree, forget about it, Eric. <laughs> I think it's very important to not forget about it and understand it and set, um, yeah. And basically it's there to support you. It will not um, do everything for you and you need to, to feed it. You need to put the strategies, you need to look at the reports and yeah, and adjust in, if necessary, right? To get the best out of it. It's true, you know, I, I like the set and forget because I'm in sales and that rhymes. And if something rhymes, that makes it extra true. Oh, set and check. Well, this is the thing because we have we have timing timing constraints, right? People are too busy. Right. So Absolutely. I would love to look at my dashboard all day, right? But uh, and some some people have that time. But what Tobias was saying earlier um, was very very interesting, specifically on, on on RMS. I've worked with many different RMSs, including the market leader. Let's say ideas. And um, what's, what I've learned um, is that any RMS can be effective depending on the data quality. Right. So if you, have, if you have an RMS and the algorithm is real time because the, the engineers were designing self-driving vehicles and a self-driving vehicle uh, is advanced so it can do hotel pricing, but that RMS doesn't have competitive pricing in the, in the input, your car is going to stay still. Your car will be doing this when it, when it sometimes needs to do that. I'm just using an analogy of the RMS is only as good as the quality of the data. Now, HQ Revenue is not an RMS, but it's, in, in my opinion, has the best market intelligence on a, let's say, a real-time basis. That, you plug it into an RMS, okay, that's, that's a different story. But you already have that information there in a dashboard. And uh, those revenue managers, like Tobias was saying, that have the, the revenue management up here, yeah. Someone who knows how to uh, practice, apply revenue management with the right kind of data can, can outperform other hotels that are using an automated RMS. And I'll just give you my final example. My mentor in revenue management, Fabian Bartnick, Nickname is Wolfbian. I'm not sure if you know Fabian, but shout out to he's, Fabian. He's, yes. he's, he's shout out Fabian. Well, he's my he's my Wolfbian. Is his nickname? He taught me 
about revenue management, but push away the RMS, push away the spreadsheet. Let's get down to the geographic location of the property, the structure of the property, and let's basically forget technology. And what, uh, one question that I asked him, and this is, this is many years ago, uh, 12 years ago, I asked him about if you were, I said, Fabian, if you were a revenue manager today, would you use blah, 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 RMS? He's like, no way. Why not? Because I have a spreadsheet and I'd be looking at this because basically that system was processing and automating without a full set of data that was important, right? This is 12 years ago. Today, systems are definitely evolving. Uh, 12 years ago, there was no HQ revenue, but now there are other RMSs who are starting to connect to, to people like, like uh, HQ revenue. Shout out Philip Stelzer. And, and so I'm, I'm, I'm definitely supporting the people that Tobias was, was mentioning about the, the revenue strategy is here or the, there's no need for an RMS in every situation. I, I support that as someone who used to sell RMS. So my two cents. Right. <laughs> Yeah, there was maybe like six cents, but um, it makes, <laughs> yeah. it makes it very well. Yeah. No, thank you for the for the for the for the picturesque uh, also explanation that also helps always. And um, I think we all agree. I mean, Eva probably has it every day with her teams. And to be as I know from HSMA back then, we also had this issue all the time, like helping to understand as well that technology will not solve everything overnight. It does not replace bright minds actually working daily on a strategy and executing and, and making sure also the company culture and everything around it supports it. Um, so while we're in now, um, 46 minutes already, I think we could go on for quite some more time. Um, but I think we covered the main points we wanted to cover today. So I think it's clear what the opportunities of RMA are. Um, but to close this, I just I just would like to hear from both of you, Eva and Tobias, what's your, like, if you had a wish list, what could be automated tomorrow? What would you automate tomorrow? And what would you hand off? And what would you focus on then instead, what you're doing right now? Eva, you want to start? Mm -hmm. Yes, what I would like to automate is definitely, um, yeah, getting the RMS tool uh, to, to get uh, Easier, easier access to to, um, to setting up strategies to make it more optimized to to help the revenue managers uh, to get to those very important dates very quickly and not like scrolling down a very long Excel list like we do currently, uh, but also this automation um, on the IBE that that Eric said. This would be great to really have the right um, yeah need periods defined to to have tailored offers for, for the guests. That would be amazing to get the guests the book, to increase the conversion rate, to bind the guests to the company, go a bit away from OTAS and really push the direct business. This is also a, a big focus for us as a commerce team and as a company. So yeah, those two things uh, would really, really help us. Right. Yeah. Let's see when this will be reality. We'll check back in with you, uh, in, say, in a few months. <laughs> We'll keep you posted. Yes, realistic <laughs> <laughs> roadmap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, it's on the roadmap, right? <laughs> it's it's there. exactly. We're heading. <laughs> so, yes, what would you? What would be your wishes for the automation ferry offering you? The Absolutely, I, I can agree with Eva said, and um, what I wish um, to have independent of RMS or PMS, whatnot. Um, any system uh, that they would even suggest um, things to have a look at. Um, maybe, for example, let's have a PMS. Um, maybe you want to look at uh, the data structure. Why do you call your rates different in all the hotels? Uh, make it easier for everything. Um, and the same way for revenue management systems. Uh, make re recommendations not only where to look, but also other customers um, applied uh, occupancy strategy in situations like this, for example, or um, uh, yeah, um, um, ADR strategy, whatnot. Um, things like that I would really appreciate. And I'm always annoying people uh, with my wishes, uh, but I think <laughs> we're, we're heading towards uh, the, the right direction. And also, yeah, shout out to Fabian. Um, I had an interesting chat with him um, on HSMA Day um, earlier this year. And um, what I, I think he's working on something that's 
more or less in the direction of what I was just mentioning. And um, um, yeah, I think that he's not the only one working on things like that and applying data and um, data analysis um, paired with AI and actually not only rules, but actual AI <laughs> to, um, to, to find results and make um, yeah, revenue in this case better. Yeah. Well, uh, it's definitely exciting to look at the technology space and what's happening out there, right? And I mean, just looking at the concept of RMA, it's just, I, I think it's a great idea to think that you bring those both parties together and automate their, their best of them, right? So you have the creativity and uh, the reliable data and just leverage that for better revenues and maybe even better uh, customer segments that you grow long term. Eric, from your end, is there any... Um, two tips you would give to the audience in terms of where to start with automation or how to embrace RMA? Yes, I think, I think the, the way I'd like to summarize is the way Tobias set the scene with a, with a meme. I'd like to finish my point with a, with a meme. I don't have the meme to show you, but everyone has seen this meme, right? And it's two cavemen with a wheelbarrow full of heavy rocks, yeah? Right. And the, the wheels are square. And we have two cavemen. One of them is the revenue manager. One is, uh, let's say, e-commerce. And there's another caveman next to them with round wheels in the hand saying, hey, hey, look, it's like RMA. And they're like, we're too busy. We're too busy. And they, they're clunking along and they're, they're making progress with these square wheels. And we're all making progress on the e-commerce side and the revenue side, not like this clunky, but we're making progress. But when you have revenue and marketing, like nice round wheels, that's a visualization of the of the automation benefits of of RMA. That's so no meme, but I'm trying to give, use my words to describe the meme. I think Tobias made notes in his head. I could see him thinking. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see something around the internet. Okay. Well, <laughs> he might not have time because he has not automated yet too many of his daily tasks. So yeah, I Let's think see. Next, next video we need to be able to share some memes uh, images next time. <laughs> well, I, I made notes. I make sure we have that, Eric. So um, and speaking of, our time is off. Up. Like, thank you so much, the three of you, um, Eva, Tobias, and Eric. And you just mentioned it, Eric. There's a third session coming up um, where we we'll go even more into detail around RMA. So, how to actually build. So, if you once decided you want to embrace it, how do you actually build strategies around this? What's essential to consider, etc. Maybe some best practice cases as well. Um, so, it's the 22nd of November. Um, note your calendar. We will share details shortly on both um, channels, User Guest and Tech Talk Travel. So, you can register again. And well, I say thank you to the three of you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone in the audience for joining. It was a pleasure. I could continue for many more hours, but that's just not possible. So I'm looking forward to seeing you soon again in person, hopefully. And everyone in the audience, um, thank you again. And make sure to say bye. And hopefully we can welcome you back on the 22nd of November. Looking forward to that. And I'd say it's bye for now. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.